Welcome to Stranger Peeps, a podcast about stranger things. From Demogorgons to flesh monsters, we're here to cover it all. Hi, I'm Lucy. And I'm Iris. We're seasoned super fans of the show and are here to talk about everything Stranger Things. Including details you may have missed and different opinions and theories. Like, was Billy really a good guy? And do people prefer Joyce and Bob or Joyce and Hopper? This is Stranger Peeps. Welcome to Stranger Peeps. Today we're covering The Vanishing of Will Byers, which is Season 1, Chapter 1, written and directed by the Duffer Brothers. This is the very first episode in the series and introduces lots of new characters to the world of Netflix and opens up many plot lines. Alright, and the summary for this episode, um, just because. (laughs) While biking home from Mike Wheeler's house, Will Byers encounters a strange creature and disappears along with it. His mother, Joyce Byers, is worried and asks the chief of Hawkins police, Jim Hopper, to help. He tells Will's friends not to look for him and later finds Will's bike on the road, Mirkwood. Meanwhile, an odd girl finds Benny's Burgers restaurant. We learn her name is Eleven and she can do things with her mind. A woman shows up at the door and kills Benny, Eleven managing to escape through the back. Nancy Wheeler and Steve Harrington quote-unquote study in her room, and Joyce gets a mysterious phone call while Mike, Lucas Sinclair, and Dustin Henderson search for Will on Mirkwood, but instead find Levin. Okay, I, I wonder why <laughs> they went back to Mirkwood after Will goes missing, because obviously it's pretty unsafe. Mike's parents were pretty worried. Yeah. That's that's what I'm I'm with about. Dustin. Like, mm-hmm. he's like, don't you think we should not be here since this is the exact place mm-hmm. where our friend went missing? Yeah, and me like, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, November 6th is actually Stranger Things Day because that's the day that Will goes missing, which was pretty neat. Yes, I, every year from now on, I'm just like, I'm decked out in Stranger Things clothes. And I think I might be getting some um, Demogorgon pajama pants for Christmas, so I would be sure to wear those next Stranger (laughs) Things Day. Yes. I'm obsessed, guys. (laughs) (laughs) So, just a fact you should know about me. I'm a little obsessed with Stranger Things. She's got this whole big shelf in her room full of so much merch it's it's crazy yeah all right anyways (laughs) stranger things was actually originally called montauk set in montauk long island which is pretty cool and then they pitched the pilot an idea of stranger things which was montauk at the time to like 15 streaming places but yeah they were often told that Mm -hmm. they shouldn't have a show about kids that isn't for kids and I, under- I understand yeah. that. I mean, solid point, but... Yeah. It's a good thing. It's a great thing. They did not listen mm-hmm. to them because it is... Best show ever. So great. Best show ever. Yeah, and then they pitched it to Netflix, and Netflix bought it within 24 oh, hours. Oh, I didn't know so that. Netflix was, like, <laughs> Netflix was committed. Mm-hmm. I mean, Netflix certainly had yeah. a lot of faith. And for good reasons, because the yeah. show did really well. And now Millie Bobby Brown is out here yeah. with 40 million Instagram followers. yes all the actors and creators are just i just appreciate them so much they're amazing i know it's just crazy especially like you know millie bobby brown how old was she wasn't she like 12 at the time or something yeah all the kids were around 11 10 11 and 12 and Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) they're just amazing actors. and she she was so committed she shaved off all of her hair like that Yes, that is a power. That is something right that I might not be able to do. Like, I would love 
love to be on Stranger Things, but I don't know if I would be willing to shape off all my hair. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, in Montauk, or I guess when they also moved it to Stranger Things, they were planning to make it time jump to the 90s every if they had other seasons. But um, Netflix said, like, they should keep going on with the same kids because people would be more attached to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they had done that, it would have been kind of like um, in Stephen King's It. Like, it, like, in number two, or like later in the book, I guess, it time jumps. Mm-hmm. I believe. I haven't actually seen It. <laughs> yeah, I haven't either. But I'm really glad that Netflix didn't, like, that Netflix stuck with the idea with the 80s and they didn't time jump because... I really like I really like the kids in Stranger Things, and I would have been devastated if <laughs> the cast had changed. That would have been really upsetting for me. Yeah, the eighties is just like just something about the eighties. It's just like the it's fashion, so the music, like yeah, the music of the eighties is so oh great. god, yes, um, yeah. Um, so Montauk or. Stranger Things now, as we know and love it, um, is actually loosely based on real events, um, especially the first episode, which, you know, today's episode. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this place called Camp Hero in Montauk, um, where in the 1950s and 1960s, experiment-like things did happen, um, much like what happened to Eleven's mom when she comes up later, when they talk about her later in the show oh i didn't know that that's cool i didn't i did, had no idea actually that it was based on real events it seems just yeah, like kind of like a science fiction type thing but yeah like i was reading about it and it's kind of creepy like they actually did kind of drug experiments on people and tried to expand the boundaries of the mind as they say mm-hmm. in the show um so kind of a little bit scary but like also cool that it's like based on that kind of stuff so yeah (laughs) i mean a lot of the parts of the first episode are based like et and stranger things gets a lot of inspiration from et like the playing D &D and pizza yeah i like how it's like a ton of inspiration but it's also so original but it just works like it's such a weird like i like you would never i don't know like you would never think that it could work as well as it did, but... Yeah, and it mm-hmm. works so well as it does. Yeah, so yeah, a lot of it is based on E.T. Um, and like Eleven's future obsession uh, with Egos is actually based on E.T.'s yes. obsession with Reese's Pieces, and I think that's pretty cool. Yes, the Egos. Egos actually, like, because of Stranger Things, kind of made a comeback. Yeah, I heard, like, Egos weren't doing very well, the company or something, and then Stranger Things came along and (laughs) everyone was like now i gotta eat my Mm -hmm. egos because 11 eats egos all right yeah some more like stuff originally um that they changed later gaita matarazzo um who plays dustin henderson um he has something called clitocranial dysplasia and they actually wrote it into the script for his character um Dustin was originally supposed to have, like, big glasses and be made of fun of because of that, because the bullies obviously bully them, and him and Mike and Lucas. Um, 
and but the duffers asked if they could just use that as the like main point of his bullying um and he said like yeah and like um (laughs) yeah just yeah I I thought that was pretty cool I thought that was really nice and then Mike's like yeah and then Mike's like it's kind of like we have superpowers and he's like I like how Gaten agreed to that because I think that it does kind of make his character unique I I like how the Duffer's brothers weren't just like, oh, this kid has something. We can't accept him. Like, but they wrote they it into the so script instead. Yeah. They wrote yeah, it, they into, wrote the it into the script for him. Yeah. Mike actually cool. was originally supposed to have like a big birthmark on his face. And that was the reason for being bullied. And he was supposed to be the first one to enter the upside down. But obviously that didn't happen. Oh, so he was bullied for a different reason like Dustin mm-hmm. too. And then what about like Lucas? Well, Lucas's last name used to be Conley, which is really weird. I like I like Lucas Sinclair a lot better than Lucas Conley. Yeah, Lucas. I think his middle name is Charles. Lucas Charles Sinclair, I believe. Yeah, Lucas Charles Conley is just too many C's for me. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing about Lucas, he, like, is so, he's kind of tense and, like, upset in the season. Mm-hmm um throughout the whole season one um and it was originally supposed to be because his parents got divorced um and like they had just gotten divorced so he was kind of like still upset about that but then it turned into jealousy because of mike hanging out with Mm -hmm. Elle so much so i feel bad for lucas i feel like lucas's character just didn't get enough screen time throughout the show and i feel like he just deserved better (laughs) (laughs) yeah i like Okay, Lucas, I know we're only on episode one, but in season three, Lucas is just... Just the real MVP, seriously. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay. Actually, in Montauk, when it was... This kind of goes back to the Stranger Things slash Montauk thing, but when it was originally Montauk, Joyce's character wore way too much makeup and had this, like, Long Island, New York accent and was a lot more aggressive than she is now in Stranger Things, but when Winona Ryder was cast as Joyce, the Duffer brothers changed her character, which I think, I love, I love Joyce's character, and I'm really glad that that change happened, because she's just so sweet, and like, just mom goals, seriously. (laughs) Like, she would, I I picture her as more of like a, like a Joyce, like Joyce times Hopper, like a little more Mm -hmm. aggressive, like that. But then, like, I think Hopper's kind of there to be like, kind of that more aggressive, but, like, a kind of, like, working for slash against her. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of a complicated relationship. I'm glad that I'm glad that, that changed, though, because later, when Joyce and Hopper get closer, I think that it's a good contrast. Like, we have Hopper, who's a little bit tougher, and, like, I mean, he's still, yeah. he's still really nice. He's got a really nice heart, but, like, he's, yeah. he's a little bit tougher, but then we have Joyce, completely opposite side. She's Super caring, super overprotective, but in and a good way. And she's so worried about Will. She's like, I will not stop until I find him. She is so strong. She is. Yeah, like she's, if I'm so strong and determined. If I was a mom, I wouldn't. I would not be able to go through what she went through because I. I but, think that it's yeah. just great that she just kept going, kept looking for Will. I mean. She was yeah. out there, dead of night, season season one, episode one, already. Like, she was just looking with Jonathan. And I think, going into Jonathan, I think I really like Jonathan's character, too, because he's a little bit... Yes. 
I don't know, like, rough around the edges. He's a little bit shy, but, like, he's so sweet. And, like, when he just broke down, like, in their living room about not, not like, knowing we're, like, not being able to look out for him and stuff, like, that was, I, I liked. I yeah. Not for, like, I didn't like that Jonathan <laughs> was upset, but I really did like that scene because it showed more about his character, I think. Yeah. Yeah, like, man, Joyce has been through so much, like, throughout all the seasons she just been through so much we'll we'll get more into that later but um... also so about like characters changing and stuff steve was actually originally written to be like really jerky and mean and then just like oh. not come back for season two or like die at yeah. the end of the season but when joe keery was cast yeah. the brothers also changed his character which i think yes steve is just so amazing i love steve and i'm so glad yes. that that change steve did season not happen one is Steve season one is kind of a jerk, but just just wait. You will love Steve if you don't get. Yeah. He's he's just so amazing. Like he's I mean, later in the show, like he just does some like really amazing things. Like I know we're really not into like anything besides episode one yet, but yeah. and I, I really do like even though he's kinda like a little bit overbearing with Nancy, I think that he treats her really well, which is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, especially in the first couple of episodes. Not so much, well, once again, a complicated relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Um, talk a bit more about the actors, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. Holly Wheeler is actually played by two girls, um, Aniston Price and Tinsley Price. And lots of their lines were unscripted, um, like in episode three. There's a line I know of. Mm-hmm. I actually didn't uh, know that. That's that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, I think a lot of times when they have young actors in shows, like three year olds or something, um, they'll have two of two actors that are twins play them, because it makes things easier. Like if one is not cooperating at the time and one is. Mm-hmm. Oh, I also read something where, like. A lot of the young actors, including Aniston and Tinsley, they were kind of afraid of the Demogorgon at first. So then um, they told them they were monsters from Monsters, Inc. or Monsters University, and then they were okay with it. Oh, I didn't know that. That's really cool. Yeah. Can I just point out something really quick? Yes. I thought that it was really funny (laughs) when Hopper was, like, talking to Joyce, and Joyce was like, please, you need to help me, like, find Will or whatever. I thought it was funny when Hopper was trying to figure out, like, what was wrong with Will instead of, like, where oh where he was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hopper's such a good just cop, like, but, like, sometimes yeah. he just gets a little bit off topic. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, let's get into the episode now, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just, okay. Not exactly the beginning of the episode right now, but the theme song. The theme song is so great, but not what mm-hmm. I'm trying to talk about. Um, so, okay, in the opening, like, what, what would you call it? Like, the opening credits? Yeah, the I opening guess? credits. Opening, yeah. Okay, we don't have Joe Keery in them yet. We don't even have Noah Schnapp. <laughs> I think that that's like, kind of weird, because even though, like, Will isn't, like, Will, the, like, the character Will isn't really in, has, how he doesn't really have as much screen time as some of the other characters but like 
he's like the biggest influence in the whole show. Like he's the reason why everything yeah. is happening. I mean, I get where you're coming from, but also I feel like I don't know. Just like he wasn't as much present. Mm-hmm. He the both of them are are in the second season's opening credits, mm-hmm. but um, I don't know. They're just like not as present especially because will is in the upside down literally the entire season yeah that's true Um, i yeah i can see i can see why he wasn't put in the opening credits but yeah i just think it's i don't know i just think it's it's just a little bit weird how he is the biggest influence in the show but we don't really see much of him throughout the throughout the first season i just yeah i wish we saw i mean i think that's I think that's kind of what makes him the biggest influence. Because no one really knows what's going on. I feel like, yeah. Yeah. I changed my mind. That's, that is true because it kind of makes it more of like a mystery and stuff. Okay. Now, if we're actually going back to the beginning of the episode, we start off panning down from the sky onto the lab. And so I remember one time when we were watching Netflix Party together, well, we were trying to set it up. Um, (laughs) And you you remember this. Mm -hmm. Um, like we were setting it up so we could watch like something else on Netflix not that we don't stream the things <laughs> obviously but so it was like panning down and we were like okay does this work in the chat and then the guy burst out of the door and you like screamed I don't know if it was a scream, it was so but... it was so scary for some reason like it had been so long since I had seen that first episode and I was just terrified <laughs> like absolutely like yeah, 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 yeah. That guy, he just started, like, running down that hallway and then, like, frantically pressing the elevator button. And I was just like, oh, my God, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, and then he just get drag- <laughs> gets dragged up mm-hmm. into the ceiling. And then you kind of know he dies. So, um... Speaking of death, can we just talk about Benny Hammond for a second? Like, how incredible i love him he's so amazing yes oh my gosh okay like there are characters that i love like benny and i'm like why did they have to die but then i'm like would they really have done anything with them if they Mm -hmm. hadn't if they hadn't died if they had lived that's true i feel like Like, even though it's really it is disappointing that he was a casualty of the first episode i think that it just kind of adds to the plot you know like the bad it's people like anyone coming to find out. Die. Yeah. Like, okay, usually with other shows, I'm like, okay, the main character can't die. They're the main character. But with Stranger Things, and I'm like, oh man, anyone can die. I mean, we never, point. yeah, we never know. Like, it's all, it's it's really just plot-based, and it's more, it's a lot more plot-based than it is character-based. I think that they write the characters so that you'll fall in love with them, and everything like that, yeah. but if something, like, if if it were were to be for the good of the plot for, like, Mike to die, then they would do it. You know? Yeah. I, oh, man, I hope Mike doesn't yeah, die. Yeah, I really hope not. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, just a random fact. Um, when Mike goes upstairs and he's like, we've been playing, we've only been playing for ten hours. She's like, ten hours? Ted's trying to fix a TV. He's watching Knight Rider. <laughs> just a fact. Well, thanks for letting me know. know I didn't know that. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, and then the boys bike home. Um, and then y'all know what happens from there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when they're racing home, 
Will says he wants Dustin's X-Men 134 comic. Um, and in the X-Men 134 comic, actually, the Dark Phoenix, once again, haven't read this, so I don't know a ton about it, but the Dark Phoenix teams up with the X-Men, and she pins the villain to the wall with her powers, just like Elle in Chapter 8. So, that's mm-hmm. probably on purpose. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. most likely. Originally, it was actually going to be a different X-Men. Um, I don't I don't remember which one, but it was going to be a different one, but that one hadn't come out till like, 1990. So, they mm-hmm. went with that one, which I think is a pretty, pretty perfect comic to go with. Okay, so I noticed something. So, when Mike picks up his bag, like, to go search for Will on Mirkwood... Like, the bag behind him kind of looks like an ego pattern. Like, you can only see it for, like, a split second. But if you pause at the right time, you can see that his bag kind of has an ego pattern to it. Seriously? I don't know. If... Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, that's that's cool. Like. This is actually really funny, but. So, Millie Bobby Brown said that. You know how she ate the burgers and the burger and the, the fries at the Benny's? She said that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she said that she like hated eating the burgers and fries because they were cold and weird and then she would just spit them into a bucket after takes. And then she also said that she doesn't like egos a lot and she prefers salad and lattes. <laughs> I think I read somewhere that her favorite flavor of egos if she had to pick one even though she doesn't like them very much was um like the chocolate chip ones. I think she said Oh, yeah, those are so good. I don't really like waffles and Eggos that much either, but, yeah, I would totally eat those. Those are so good. Yeah. Okay, one time, it was Stranger Things Day. I think it was this year. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) like, I I made myself a triple-decker Eggo extravaganza. Doesn't come into (gasps) season two, but still, I made myself one of those. (laughs) Yes, perfect. I've never never really tried it. Was it good? (laughs) Yes, it was delicious. I mean, I can assume that it was. Yeah. So I think that this is pretty cool, but so in the episode, it shows in like a flashback that Joyce gets tickets for Will and her to go see Poltergeist, and that was actually one of the movies that inspired Stranger Things. So later in the season, you'll see that they communicate through the lights with Will. Oh, yes. And that is something that is similar to what happens in Poltergeist. Yeah. And then it also mentions Will being afraid of clowns when when she's getting him the tickets. Yeah. And that's, like, another one of the Duffer Brothers' favorite films, oh, which is It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. I think we're going to head into a break right now, but we'll be right back. I think that a lot of the Popular time... is based, as most people can probably tell, a lot on Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. especially with his hat. Yes. He's also based on Roy Schneider's police chief character from Jaws. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. Just, like, his character and his personality. I think that, like, I don't know. know, A lot of times you may think, especially from the start, if you haven't seen very many episodes, because this is really the first look that we get at Hopper. And I feel like, you know, like, he doesn't, he's not very responsible with himself, but I think that he's really responsible for other people and that he's, I don't know, I just think that he often puts others before himself and I think that he needs to maybe treat himself a little bit better because 
he's he's a really good I think he's a really good person I think that he's a really great cop and despite like drinking and like that kind of stuff like Mm -hmm. he still knows what he's doing so yeah I think that's like really great advice for a lot of people like if you wouldn't let someone else treat you that way, then don't like, treat yourself. Why would you treat yeah. yourself? Yeah, then don't treat yourself that way because you wouldn't let anyone else do that. And so, I think we see a lot yeah. of, especially when we, because we all that we've seen from Hopper so far is just like a a flat first impression of him. And I think that once we go a little bit deeper into the show, we get to see some of that other side of him. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's a little bit more vulnerable than we think. Yeah, he he definitely becomes more vulnerable, mm-hmm. and we see more of just hopper Mm -hmm. you know so when joyce and him are in his office um he says he talks about eleanor gillespie um and about an owl attacking her head Mm -hmm. um and that's the worst thing that's ever happened in hawkins so it's a very very mellow i think that's the right word very laid back shows that hawkins is in a very dangerous place yeah and Hopper used to work in New York, so it's a big step back for mm-hmm. him. And well, New York is where all about Sarah, mm-hmm. so he wanted to get away. Anyways, <laughs> not the point of the story, but still. Um, so he talks about Eleanor Gillespie, and in um, this thing called or this game thing, <laughs> I don't know a ton about it. But it's called Silent Hill Games. There's a person named Alessa Gillespie, who is a lot like Eleven, and she has psychic powers and has had abuse in her past. Um, I didn't know that. That's really cool. Yeah. Gillespie, which isn't a super common last name. So assuming there's a connection there. And also Eleven uses the name Eleanor later when she goes to uh, Hawkins Middle with the boys. Oh, I had no idea. That's actually really cool. Yeah. Connect the dots. Yep. Although, yeah. <laughs> so can we talk yeah. about Barb for a little bit? Because I think that she just, like we talked about earlier, like with Benny, like he's such a great character, but there's not really very much that could have been, could have been done with his character if, yeah. he if he had been kept alive. Yeah. But Barb? I think Barb had to die mm-hmm. to continue on like, the entire series mm-hmm. basically it's just so disappointing yeah. though yeah justice for barb and did you know that like barb was shannon purser's very first role like ever oh yeah Dang. and she did really good she's so good uh-huh. she's such a good and actress. like that that really shows if you could be on like one of netflix's biggest series biggest series ever yeah hi man shannon purser's mm-hmm. great yeah, justice for Barb. Seriously, justice for Barb all the way. She just she did not deserve that, and it just sucks because mm-hmm. this we're gonna talk more about later when it happens. But it just really sucks that she died. Well, she got taken to the upside down trying to help her friend. You know, like because she knew that Nancy. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that later. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Um. Yeah, if we go back a bit. Um. So, the buyers have a dog in this season. <laughs> um, and this is the only season the buyers have a dog. Um, I I don't think the dog... I don't know what happened to the dog. <laughs> Nobody really knows. He was there for season one, but... 
Mm-hmm. Probably died. Yeah. But, I, yeah, I mean, I didn't mm-hmm. realize that, yeah, that dog never really does come back. <laughs> yeah, I, I was, like, I was on my fourth rewatch or something, and I was like, wait, the buyers have a dog, and second of all, where did it go? <laughs> okay, but, like, you know, without the yeah. dog, Hopper would have never been led into that shed he would have never been able to because the dog was barking yeah because the dog was barking at the shed and fun fact the dog's name is chester oh i like that name (laughs) (laughs) sounds like a very well just a buyer's dog name (laughs) chester just so warm all right (laughs) so i actually noticed something really cool so you see there's a scene in this first episode where the boys are in class and mm-hmm. the girls there are some girls sitting behind Lucas and Dustin and the girls sitting behind them oh. look a lot like Max and Susie who we'll see in some later yes. seasons and it's yes. just it's really kind yeah. of a coincidence because if you've seen the show you'll know that Lucas and Max end up being kind of a thing and Susie and Dustin mm-hmm. as well so yeah I think that's mm-hmm. not that they're necessarily the same actors probably not but i just think that that's cool if you want to go back and look at that (laughs) yeah okay fun fact about me max is my favorite character yes she's obsessed with max (laughs) (laughs) yes max is the best all right um continuing (laughs) but yeah the girls behind them like the one behind lucas looks like max one behind dustin looks like susie and she even has, like, pigtails. So. Oh, like yeah. That. So, you know, the lab that they used, like, the set that they used for the Hawkins lab was actually used in the Hidden Figures movie, which I think is cool because I I really love that movie. Oh. I think it's great. Yeah, I mm-hmm. love Hidden Figures. It's one of my favorite movies, actually. Like, movies are genuinely not, like, yeah. my favorite thing ever. I prefer TV shows over movies, but Hidden Figures mm-hmm. was really, really good. Okay. Let's talk a bit about Nancy and Steve. Yes, the lovebirds of the first episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we first see Steve when Nancy gets the note from him and she goes mm-hmm. to the bathroom. And So they both look, they're both wearing like pink and blue and look very pastel and proper. Like, oh yeah, I noticed that too. And that is not like. Yeah. That does not seem like them, especially later on. Yeah, and, like, like they're both, like, they both fight. And they, you know, they're both fighters, and, like... Yeah, they're, yeah. later in the season, we know Nancy as this... <laughs> I don't know how to say this. Um, like, she's just super she cool. Just, yeah. And... and also, I don't know, I just think that... Yeah. I mean, especially Steve, because, mm-hmm. I mean, Nancy has this reputation as yeah. kind of being, like, a priss and how she's kind of, like, yeah. known for being, like, getting good grades, you know, stuff like that. But then even yeah. Steve, like... So, Steve's wearing, like, a proper kind of shirt. No, even is... in the beginning, like, no, that's not... That's not Steve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then, and then, like, the next day, Steve's, like, wearing his just, like, green mm-hmm. shirt. <laughs> We're like, that's Steve. Yeah. Also, Steve doesn't have his, like, hair, like, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. He I doesn't guess, have his hair. Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of like this swish, but, mm-hmm. like, throughout the season, you can see his hair becoming more and more mm-hmm. like that. And we're back. So, continuing where we left off before our break, we're going to talk a little bit about Hopper. 
Because he's one of the yes. main characters introduced in this episode. Yes. So, when we first see Hopper, well, we first see a drawing on the wall of his cabin. The picture is of two people, stand like two taller people, and then there's a little, like a shorter person next to them. And there's a house, I, I believe there's a house, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but that is our first clue at Sarah. Cause... Yeah, and then we hear more about his mm-hmm. daughter and about how she died when they're searching for Will. And, like, Mr. Clark's asking, and then um, the other lady comes up and she says that his daughter mm-hmm. died. So, there's a picture giving us a clue about Sarah yep. when we first see Hopper the first time. So, that's pretty cool. Did you know that Hopper's oh. cabin only cost, like, the art department $1 to buy? That's just what I was about to say. <laughs> $1. $1. <laughs> That's... Yeah. That's impressive. <laughs> so, actually, so this goes back to the Montauk and Stranger Things comparison, like, when Stranger Things mm-hmm. was still Montauk. Yeah. So, whenever people came in contact with the monster they would bleed from their nose and ears, and that's really oh. similar to, yeah, how Eleven bleeds yeah, from her I was, nose. I was going to say, like Eleven. Uh-huh, well, she, yeah. She doesn't bleed from her ears, but... I mean, we do see yeah. that in Benny's Burgers when she stops the fan, I think. Is that what she does? Yeah. Because yeah. it's being loud. <laughs> I think that would be chaos, honestly, if it was kept the same way, but <laughs> I, I really like it how... Yeah. That's something special for Eleven because I think that, you know, you know, yeah. when you think of it's Eleven, like 11's, you think of, it's like the numbers and Eleven's like signature thing. You think of like the buzz cut and yeah. like the number on her hand and like, yeah, when people bleeding. say Eleven, I don't think of the number. I think of L mm-hmm. yeah. and like egos and stuff. Yeah. So again, we already kind of talked about the poltergeist kind of thing. But when, like, after that flashback, Joyce steps out of Castle Byers, you can see, like, a guy jogging, like, back in the distance. Like, not Jonathan, but, like, way far back. So, oh, maybe he I just, never... like, didn't, maybe he just didn't know there was, like, filming going on or something. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> he was, like, I mean... taking a jog. I mean, I think it's kind of cool to see stuff like that sometimes, because it's just, like, it, like... It kind Hawkins of brings is a normal town, so like there's gonna be people jogging through the woods. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it just kind of brings you back because it's not just it's not all about like it's not all about the plot, you know. Hawkins is its own town, separate yeah. from all the like sci-fi stuff going on. But yeah, I think it's cool when you get to see some like exposition, even if it's just one guy jogging through the woods. I think yeah. that. I think that cool. yeah. Yeah. So um, when you see Mike and his friends playing D and D, like there's a workbench in his basement, mm-hmm. and I'm wondering, like, I wonder if Mike and his friends like make things or maybe. Yeah, they something. do seem like. I don't know if I would use crafty as the word, but kind of like creative, kind of like yeah. they're they play games, they play like imaginary, like you know, D and D is a fantasy yeah. game that ha- requires a lot of like imagination and creativity. Yeah, and, and they could, like they have the figures and the board and stuff too, so they could like 
paint their figures. And, you know, even when they're looking for Will, and this especially shows in, like, later seasons and, like, later episodes even, like, their ways of going about it are creative, and I think that they're notable, and I I like it. So I think that maybe maybe they make things. Maybe it's just there. Maybe Ted and Karen possibly used to be more creative. What to like for the basement? I was reading a bit about Karen Wheeler, and, like, you can see throughout the Wheeler house that there are, like, millions of different wallpapers that she's chosen. Mm-hmm. And so, like, maybe when they were, when her and Ted were, like, setting up their home, maybe they were a bit more crafty. And, like, maybe like they Nancy, does down. Ta- Nancy does talk about how she doesn't think they've ever loved each other. But, like, I don't know. Maybe before, maybe before they had kids, maybe they were, yeah. maybe they, yeah, I, that's something that I think that we could go into a lot more if we wanted yeah, yeah. to, because I don't know, because it, it makes sense, it, because it's, a, it's true with a lot of parents, like, <laughs> you know, you do stuff, then you have kids, and then you kind of slow down, and like, you know, yeah, and like, things kind of change, mm-hmm, yeah. which is normal, and I think that it would be cool to see what Ted and Karen are like, were like, before mm-hmm. Nancy was born, and before everyone else was born, yeah. because I think that that would be interesting to see, because they're often... They have the reputation of being kind of boring and, like, not yeah, not the most fun parents. So, let's talk about maybe a couple different theories. Okay. Um, so, I, I read about Stranger Things all the time. So, mm-hmm. um, there's this one theory that a Reddit user came up with, um, which is that Will is the Demogorgon. What? <laughs> yeah, I was confused, too. Um, so... Basically, like, the Demogorgon, everyone it took, it ate them, right? Mm-hmm. And so, then, Will is, like, the only one that doesn't get eaten. And he's just up against the wall with the thing in his mouth. Mm-hmm. So, maybe, the Demogorgon took Will, like, like the Upside Down is some sort of future kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, the Demogorgon took Will... And he kept him alive so that he could turn into the Demogorgon, like, using the thing in his mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would turn him into the Demogorgon so he could keep doing it for later. So that the Demogorgons could continue. But then Joyce rescue Joyce and Hopper rescue him later. <laughs> Won't go into that too much. But, and then they destroy the Demogorgon. So does that mean the Demogorgon's gone? But then I don't know how it would connect with season two. I don't know if I believe Okay, that. well, I think that, you know, because in season two, what happens is that Will gets, like, captured kind of by the Mind Flayer. And I think that mm-hmm. it's kind of like a weird coincidence that out of all of them, it's once again Will who gets captured. And it's maybe, yeah. maybe it's like a trick almost. Maybe because at the end, we've got, like, Will in this, like, chair or something. Like, yeah. And then we've got all the demo dogs, like, I think you know what I'm talking about. Like, at the end of season two, and I think it's just kind of, maybe Will is almost controlling something, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Instead of the Mind Flayer controlling him, because it's just kind of strange to me that out of all the times, it's always Will, even though Will doesn't yeah. really do any fighting. He's just there. And I mean, he, just... he was, like, the only one who could really see into the Upside Down, but I do I do kind of agree with that. Like, And maybe the Upside, maybe... 
him seeing into the upside down is also just because he literally is the demogorgon and that's <laughs> yeah. his, I mean it's a really weird theory but like it has a lot of evidence if you think about it like yeah some I of it is I believe the theory I mean some a, of it is arbitrary but I think that it's just it's an interesting theory it's an interesting theory and I think that it's worth some thought the stranger things does have a lot of flashbacks so I mean I don't think we would get a flashback of flashback <laughs> flashback <laughs> that um because the show doesn't central like focus like mainly on Ted and Karen because it's mainly about the kids and mm-hmm. Joyce and Hopper but it would be kind of cool to see like what their life was like before and like some of the parents lives because we only get a glimpse into that I think that another thing would be that would be cool to see was maybe how Joyce is like because pretty much her whole character is just being like really overprotective and really caring for her kids but I wanted I really mm-hmm. am curious yeah. Because her whole character is based around her kids. Like, the whole character yeah. that Stranger Things, the Duffer Brothers, have created for her is based around her children. So I, I'm wondering yeah. maybe what that was like before she had children. Yeah, I think we do get to see um, a little bit of that in season three when she's mm-hmm. not with the kids so much. Um, yeah. And I think we might get some more of that in season four because they're moving away so Mm -hmm. she will be she'll be with her kids in a different place where maybe bad stuff won't happen so i don't know yeah i mean who knows that would be cool to see yeah yeah that would be cool to see because i feel like i feel like with joyce we don't get a lot of like background or anything we just Mm -hmm. get we do know about her lonnie lonnie and her Mm -hmm. we do find out about that and i bet that was really different from how she is now mm-hmm. I just yeah. think a lot of her action well pretty much all of her action I mean especially in season one and 100% in this episode is based around yeah. her kids yeah and I just great. think it would be nice to see like what she is like without that yeah that would be cool because she be she's shown to be like in in later seasons later episodes she's shown to be like like pretty daring and yeah like we were saying before like Joyce is so determined and mm-hmm. yeah but then it also centers back like yeah she'll do anything for her kids but what would that have been like if she didn't have kids if she didn't have yeah. to worry if about her hadn't kids. gone missing what would mm-hmm. her life be like yeah yeah wow we went really deep with that <laughs> all the parents I mean it's a notable thing <laughs> yeah Let's take a break real quick. We'll be right back. All right, guys, we're back from a stretch break. So we're going to go into talking about Nancy and Steve a little bit more. So, yeah. (laughs) So actually, (laughs) Natalia Dyer, Nancy, and Joe Keery, Steve... Their first scene together was the scene in the bedroom when they were quote-unquote studying. And I thought that that was yeah. worth mentioning because that would have been pretty <laughs> stressful for that to be. Yeah, that's the very first, first scene, scene. Like, when they're uh, studying. Yep. <laughs> that's when you know that they're, like, good actors because. Yeah, that's their first scene uh-huh. together. Also, um, this is a little off topic from that, I guess. 
But the music playing in the background there is Africa. And I, I, just love that song. I really like that song. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I don't know. It's just like a good song to play there. It fits the mood kind of. I mean, it, it fits pretty much any mood to be completely honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's true. And then it says, I miss the rain. <laughs> you know, I don't want to get copyrighted. <laughs> but... And then it's literally raining outside. Just that I'd point that <laughs> out. I just think, yeah, yeah you got to be pretty good to be able to pull off a scene like that. I mean, especially your very yeah. first scene together with someone. And there's going to be a lot yeah. of that coming. You know, it's not going to be their first scene together yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, I have one more theory for us, um, which is that Mr. Clark works for Hawkins Lab. What? <laughs> um. I don't know. Okay, so when Eleven is leaving Benny's Burgers, and like they've just k- killed Benny, RIP. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the two people coming through the back, um, to get her when she tries to run out the back door, mm-hmm. and one of them, the one to the left, it looks like Mr. Clark. Oh, like, I never noticed. Like if you go, if you go look at him, like he really does look like Mr. Clark. And I've read a theory that Mr. Clark works for Hawkins Lab. Because, um, like, he always, like, whenever the kids ask him a question, he always, like, knows all about it and, like, the upside down and things like that. And it's, um, yeah, it's weird how he's not really, like, he's not really, like, super skeptical about stuff that the kids, you know what I mean? The kids, because yeah. any other teacher would have been, like, yeah, yeah, you're just crazy. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, especially when Dustin calls him on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And he's yeah. not weirded out at all. Um, <laughs> yeah. Also, there's a part later, so we, I won't go too much into it now, but where Connie, um, the person who killed Benny, the mm-hmm. woman, um, she comes to his house and she tells him about this Hawkins AV, um, AV club, like, sort of... I don't really, I don't really know what it is, but she tells him about it, and he says, "I have a few kids in mind," and he doesn't seem to know her too well. But I don't know something about that scene. That's a, like, yeah, that seems off, kind of. Pretty much, it just kind of doesn't feel right to me. Like, just the idea of that the some lady comes to him, and then he just automatically, like, not even talking. I mean, it probably was different back then, but. It just doesn't sit yeah. right with me that he didn't even think to talk to the kid's parents or anything. Talk to Ed and not get I permission. Don't I don't know. I mean, yeah. it's a good, it's an, an interesting, interesting theory. theory. Yeah, I mean, it it really does. It makes, all of these theories do make sense to be, I mean, yeah. even though we know they're pretty much, we're pretty much 100% sure they're not true, but. <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll have to. Yeah, we'll see. have to just wait and see. All right, well, that is us talking about episode one, chapter one. Yep. The, so at the yeah. end of each episode, we're going to share some iconic quotes as well as a death tracker to yes. keep track of the amount of people who have died in the episodes. Yeah, might sound a little weird, but just to keep you guys updated and all that. <laughs> all right, so let's go over some of the best quotes. So, in um, the very beginning, when Mike and his friends are playing 
D&D, we've got, the campaign took two weeks to plan. How was I supposed to know it was going to take 10 hours? And then Karen says, you've been playing for 10 hours? And I think that that's just really And Mike's like, heh. Just funny. And like, well, <laughs> all right. So then we have one of the most famous quotes, um, which is, mornings are for coffee and contemplation. Jim Hopper. A real... A real winner. That quote is so funny. Yes. Such a great quote. And then we have, this is when Hopper and Joyce are talking at the police center. We have 99 out of of 100 times a kid goes missing. The kid is with a parent or a relative. And then Joyce says, what about the other time? And Hopper says, what? And then she said, the other time. The one. The one. She's talking about kind of... Yeah what could be happening yeah. to Will. Um, and then a great Dustin quote. Do you eat kangaroos for breakfast? <laughs> Dustin is iconic. Yeah. Yes, Dustin has so many great quotes mm-hmm. throughout everything. And next we yeah. have, I hope you're enjoying your chicken, Ted, from Karen Wheeler. Oh, yes. I'm surprised Karen oh, yes. actually has quite a few good quotes here. <laughs> yeah. I think that she's kind of like... Yeah sarcastic and like uh i don't know she's just like kind she's funny like she's not like on the surface she's just kind of she's just kind of sarcastic and i I like it i think it's works really well yeah just the fact that she's so kind of boring is also just funny and then we have oh man here we go (laughs) we have i'm stealthy like a ninja steve harrington steve harrington is absolutely the bomb. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> um, and then for our death tracker today, um, we have the random Hawkins lab employee that uh, goes at the beginning, mm-hmm. the very beginning. We have Benny Hammond, who's the worker, obviously, at Benny's Burgers. We also have, yeah. I'm pretty sure, didn't L kill some, like, ra- other random Hawkins Lab employees? Was... Um, I don't know if she killed them when she was, ru- when she was running out of Benny's Burgers team. Yeah. Um, I don't know if she killed them. I mean, them. it's not obvious, so, yeah, we should probably. Yeah, so, we're not really sure about that. <laughs> but, yeah, that's, that's our, our episode. episode for today. Yeah. Thanks for <laughs> tuning in. Thanks for watching. Our next episode will be coming next Monday, as usual. Bye. (laughs) Our podcast is made using the Anchor app. And our logo was made with PixArt. Thank you so much for listening this week. And be sure to tune in next Monday. You can also follow us on Instagram at Stranger Peeps Podcast. Bye for now, and we'll catch you on the Upside Down.